Welcome to the Tan and Brad Hoffa Day Podcast. All right, so here we are. It's uh, almost time. Would you? Yeah, would you say it's halfway through the summer? Not officially. No, 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 no. The no, summer no. just started a couple weeks ago, maybe about a week ago. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Yeah, but it yeah. feels like a whole lot. You know, normally when when I was growing up, summer started when you got out of school. Yeah, which was in May. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's when the summer felt like it started. Right. What about in California? When did it feel like summer started? Uh, we didn't get out of school until uh, Memorial Day, and so after that, I mean, it was uh, you know, it was you know, hands on everything. I meant after that, it was we didn't even think about school until after Labor Day. We didn't go back to school after Labor Day, and that's the way I guess it used to be. I guess across the country at one time, and so you know, I meant you would anticipate um, the spring summer uh, transition right there where graduation was and all yeah. that because graduations always took place somewhere in the middle of may yeah but by the time memorial day rolled around boom we were out that's how it was in louisville growing up for me too it was it was memorial day through labor day right we never went back to school until after labor day and uh, sometimes it was the tuesday after labor day or sometimes later on that week and then i don't know why they got into all this so they had to start going back in August, the Snow first days. of August, and all that stuff. So, Hoffa Day. It's the Hoffa Day podcast Hoffa here. Day. Brad, tell us again, just a real quick refresher. What does Hoffa Day mean? Yeah, Hoffa Day basically means, hey, how's it going in the Isle of Guam? And uh, that's how people greet each other out there. I did three years uh, radio. It's 6,000 miles north of Australia and 6,000 miles south of the Philippines. It's six miles wide. And uh, and 30 miles long. There you go. So. And so Hoffa Day is just uh, where Brad and I just come and we just kind of shoot the breeze and talk and yep. talk about some things that are going on in our lives and things. And so uh, right off the bat, we're going to chase the rabbit here. This okay. is a, a topic we uh, where we just kind of talk about the current trends and things. And still, I, I'm surprised that we're still in shock that we're still dealing with all the COVID things. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, you know, I know some people that are... I meant they are down to treating this as I need to be updated every single minute. Yeah, because things change so rapidly. It's uh, it, it's it's crazy. I meant you know from a, a radio standpoint, you're thinking, well, you know, summertime, man, we've got all these great live broadcasts lined up and Dollywood and all that. Yeah, stuff. X, Y, and Z. Nope, not not this year. And then you've got some people that are out there going, oh, man, if I have to wear a mask again, it's crazy. And da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we just, um, I'm, I don't know about you, Ted, but I'm just hoping that there is a vaccine, you know, like they said, by the end of the year. In fact, I have heard from certain sources that there are, there are vaccines and cures that are, oh, maybe at the end of the year. I meant uh, I know some people that have some information and and they say we are this close. So. Yeah, there was something on the news this morning that I saw where they were talking about that. They were in a test study, a clinical study or something like that, testing some people and, uh, and, it, and it wasn't curing it, but it was quicking it. It was making it if you got the covid in this vaccine would help you get rid of it faster. Yes. And with less of the harmful side effects and things like that the virus you know had so but you know we just heard um by the time when this podcast was taken care of we just heard the jobs report I yes mean, 
four million uh, jobs were added yeah. to the other three million. So seven million people are back at work. I'm, you know, we're praying for you. If you're not, you know, currently employed at the present time, we're, you know, we got some jobs. If you listen to the radio every now and then, they kind of pop up. So that would be the cool thing. But it, it's good to see that the economy is coming back up, man. And, and you know, we we try we stay away from politics and getting political and all that stuff because it doesn't do anything. It doesn't provide hope and encouragement. But one of the things, you know, that announcement was made this morning and that's great news it is. and the the mainstream media was having a hard time there was no way in the world that they could portray that as not good news mm-hmm. but while they were doing that though they were saying oh yeah well that's because oh. things started opening back up but now the virus is climaxing again so things are going to start closing down so those numbers aren't going to be around you know it's like can't you all just celebrate the good news for a while, you and, know, and and quit trying to bring it down? And by the way, for those that don't understand what that what what they're doing, it's called gaslighting. That's that's the term that you're going to be hearing a lot. And yeah, we need to celebrate that good news. I meant, and you know, not to go even farther down the rabbit hole, but you know, if you choose to wear a mask, wear a exactly, mask. Exactly. Exactly. You know, but. Uh, um, I know certain people that cannot wear a mask due to medical conditions. And it really just kind of behooves me that these people give them the stink eye or what they call on Guam, Atambaba, you know, because they're not wearing a mask. Yeah. You know, it's almost like you have to wear a shirt that says, I'm sorry, I have a medical condition. <laughs> I've, I've, I've felt a little shamed for a few times. Really? Not wearing a mask somewhere and people looking at you like, what, don't you care about people? And, and then the opposite way, too. You know, when I was wearing a mask and some of my real, you know, conservative friends are like, what are you, a fear? You're afraid? Are you chicken? What's yeah, up really? with that? You know, so I had to come early on in this whole process. A couple of things I've learned from this COVID. Number one, I've had to learn that, hey, you do you. I'll do me. Yeah. I'm not going to judge you because you're going by what you feel is right, maybe a conviction God's given you. And I've learned through another podcast that I do that, you know, God may convict you of one thing and me of something different. Um, his law never changes. His word's always the same. But um, And so you do you, I do me. And then I've also learned that with the media, I mean, we have to stay connected. We have to keep a, an ear to what's going on, you know, the current events and things. But I've found myself so many times getting so frustrated and so just angst you know stress and so i finally said you know what i'm muting it i'm keeping it on mute here in the studio i'm not getting online and i've made a commitment that i will not post anything political on facebook oh oh, yeah because it doesn't do any good oh yeah yeah all it does is make people mad yeah Uh, well i've actually got friends out there that post stuff like that and and their goal i kid you not is to see how how many times they can get kicked off facebook yeah not me not me one thing i have learned and this is we're going to talk change the subject here around the turn uh but uh um this year of course we have j fest and when we're recording this podcast we're about 31 days away or 30 days away from j fest yeah and uh, that's our big music music festival that our ministry um, produces and puts on every year. This will be our 22nd year uh, of J-Fest, and it was scheduled for May 9th. We had to move it. Mm-hmm. We were blessed and fortunate enough to be able to move it and not cancel it uh, to August 1st. And so since then, you know, J-Fest is a year-round planning thing. I'm the festival director. And so normally we've done it so many years that I know what, what needs to be done when. I know, you know. And yeah, the 30 days before J-Fest, there's some added pressure, stress, and things. 
but not like this year. Dude. You know, and this year we've stretched it out another 90 days and things. And so to me, uh, God gave me an illustration yesterday of what it's like, how to articulate what it's like to be the festival director of J-Fest. Because everything else has been canceled. All of the festivals and, and events, Bonnaroo was canceled, hmm. Riverbend was canceled. Uh, they've already canceled uh, Moon River uh, in September. But because we're doing everything the right way, following the guidelines and exceeding the guidelines, the mayor of Hamilton County, the health department, is still letting us have it. As of today, when we're recording this, uh, still letting us have it. But he gave me the illustration God gave me is, is, Ted, being a festival director this year is like riding a roller coaster. Dude. And uh, so that's what I want us to talk about here for a few minutes, put all the politics, COVID, all that stuff aside. And uh, let's just talk about one of that, because that's a summer thing. Fire or roller coasters is a summer thing. Oh, man, you and hit my hot button, brother. We can what, go on for days. What was the very first roller coaster you ever rode? Oh, it's the Revolution. The Revolution in um, in uh, Mount, uh, Magic Mountain. Uh, it was 1976 that they opened it. And I think I probably went the next year. Uh, for those that don't know, Magic Mountain is just outside um, Los Angeles, and so, but it's in the middle of the desert, <laughs> which is, which is crazy. So it can get up to like a hundred degrees out there at Magic Mountain. The Revolution was the first roller coaster that actually had a loop, a steel roller coaster that had okay a loop. steel. So it was a steel coaster, steel smooth. coaster, yeah, smooth, very, right. very smooth, and. Uh, I mean, that was it. I mean, it was the revolution at Magic Mountain. I, I still, I think I probably still have a button that says I, I participated in the revolution. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I meant no one ever experienced a loop before. Now they're just common like there's no tomorrow. But that first loop, I mean, it was, I, I can still remember that. I How mean, old were you? Good gravy. Probably 11. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the first time I really got to experience a really good roller coaster. Not that stuff that you see at the fair, you know, right. you know, Caterpillar. But no, that was it, man. So your very first roller coaster was a loop. It, well, it wasn't a loop. It was a roller coaster that had a loop. Yeah. Um, sure. You know. My very first roller coaster that I ever rode was called the Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. And it was at Kings Island. Oh, a KI. Okay. It, la- it later was renamed, rebranded to the Beastie or the Son of Beast, uh, when the big Beast roller coaster came out, they kind of remodeled it, made the Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo was in Hanna Barbera land of Kings Island. You know, oh. the th- big big theme park or theme parks had the different you know areas, and it was in Hanna Barbera land, so that's why it was Scooby Doo. And it was wooden, little small wooden roller coaster. Um, and I remember going on that with my dad on GE Day, General Electric Day, where all the employees of Plants Park got tickets oh to go there, and we got to go up there and and ride that. That was my first roller coaster that I remember riding and rode it with my dad loved it uh, you know it was hooked from that point on my first loop though was at opryland which is now just a, a big mall basically over there in nashville and it used to be a theme park and it was all with about roller country, coasters and it was stuff? all about country music yeah all the roller coasters and stuff and uh um and it was called the wild bash cannonball oh okay and it had two corkscrews in it two loops Sweet. that was the first time i remember going upside down i rode that with my dad too um that roller coaster now is at dollywood 
Is They've it? renamed it. It may be the Georgia Scorcher, or not Georgia Scorcher. That's in Six. That's in Six Flags. Um, but uh, it's one of the roller coasters at Dollywood because they bought it when Opryland closed down. Okay. And dismantled it and took it up there and set it huh. up there. So okay. I can't which one it is. It's one of those roller coasters up there. But what's your all-time favorite roller coaster? Oh, good gravy! If you've ever been to Cedar Point, that's where the roller coasters are. In fact, they used to call it the Roller Coast when I used to do radio in Ohio, and I remember. My friends are like, dude, what do you want to do today? And I'm just like, I don't know. We can just kind of sit around and, you know, watch the sun go down. And he's like, nah, man, let's go to Cedar Point. And I was like, what's that? And so he took me to this place and they had 21 roller coasters. <laughs> and it was insane. There is a roller coaster called the Raptor. And it is just mind bending. You sit in it. You know, you don't, you don't sit in it. You, you are suspended, but you sit. Yeah. But, oh, my gosh, this thing would pull, like, three Gs. I mean, it would just throw you every single way. I mean, there's double corkscrews. There's inverted loops. And what I mean by inverted, you're not inside the loop. You're outside yeah. the loop flipping over. Yeah. And I just thought that was just the hypest thing I've ever encountered, man. So, yeah, the Raptor is just absolutely incredible. But now, you know, now we've got these hyper coasters that are coming out. For those who don't understand that, that's like a 90-degree drop. It's not even like a little 45 anymore. It's like you're going straight down. Yeah. That's just a mind-bender. Mine, uh, uh, my favorite roller coaster of all time is the Beast. Okay. Uh, they're in Kings Island. Again, most of the roller coasters that, that I are, are big fans of, they're at Kings Island. Like you would see your point. Me, it's Kings Island. And uh, the Beast at that time was the fastest, longest uh, biggest drop wooden roller coaster in the world at now, that time. Now, why are you so into wooden roller coasters? Okay, so so for me, wooden roller coasters, I I'm not so much the smooth, you know, steel inverted, all those kind of loop to loops and stuff like that. Right. To me, it throws off my equilibrium and all that. I just don't enjoy those as much. I would much rather be on the wooden roller coasters that when you're riding it, you're thinking at any moment this thing's going to break. This thing's going to fall apart. Just hearing the noise and the shaking and the rattle and all of that. I love that. Put me in the front of one. Put me in the back of one. Put me. I don't care. I love the wooden roller coaster. I guess I'm a truest, you know, when it comes to that. What, I, get a I, headache. I mean, just you know. <laughs> well, it all depends now because, like it, uh, um, you mentioned the mind bender. See, that's a steel coaster, and at Six Flags, okay, it was made up of the Riddler is what it was. Ah. There over by the Batman roller coaster, okay, and uh, um, and that one there, there's too many of the inversions and the flips back and forth, the loops and stuff that gives me a headache. Oh. That type of stuff. Um, I remember at uh, um, um, at Kings Island, they had the Beast. And then they had the uh, um, the racers, which was there first. It was in the Oconee Island part there, and it was two racers, two roller coasters side by side, same course, but they just you know parallel courses. And and then one year they decided, let's flip one of these around. So they turned the car around and you went backwards oh my. on the race. So you could either ride the racer forward or backwards. Oh wow! And uh, that you talk about that. You talk about riding a roller coaster backwards. There are some roller coasters. There was one called the Screaming Demon there at Kings Island that was a metal coaster and it was way high up. I mean, it was really really tall. But all it was was it went out, it went down. You went through this big giant loop. It went up there and then you came back and did it backwards okay. and your ride was over. You know, one of the reasons I like the Beast, it was so long. It was like four minutes and 30 yes. seconds on Good that roller coaster gravy. there. Um, so that's probably my favorite of all time. Any roller coasters that you've ridden, you thought, I'm not riding that again. 
Never again. Oh, what's that one at Dollywood? Um, the Texas, no. The, See, the Texas Tornado now. Yeah, I think that's the one that was the Wild Bash Cannonball at Opryland. You're talking about Thunderhead? Thunderhead. I love that one. Dude, yeah. I, I, that was, I, I mean, that, that is, that's just a, what they call a noggin knocker, man. You just sit on that and you're like, <laughs> the whole time. You're just like, how can you enjoy this when you think the car's going to flip off the tracks See, and have a headache at the exact same time? You're reading my, you're, you're speaking my language now, man. That's the ones I love. The mind bender there at Dollywood, that's my daughter's favorite coaster. Okay. And that's when, when you're in the small car, there's only like five or six people in that car there. And it's one of those real fast, you know, flipping around and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, man. Not me. Now, see, the, the first super steel coaster I rode actually was in K, uh, Kings Island, the Vortex. The Vortex. Do you remember that? That's another one of those loops around, all that kind of stuff. I've ridden Is that Is that even too. still there? No, I don't think so. Um, in fact, the Vortex was turned into the Bat, and it was a suspended underneath roller coaster okay. type thing. Uh, and uh, I don't know what it is now, but because that gets me into the next question I have for you. Okay. Have you ever been on a roller coaster when it broke down? Let me think about that for a second because I've ridden some roller coasters. While you're thinking about that, I was on the bat one time, and the bat was notorious for breaking down all the time. And we were on it, and again, you're hanging underneath the track in these cars. So when you went around a corner, all the individual cars went up at a different time and came down at a different time. Oh yeah. Well, our ride was over. We were already coming back into the into the house there where you unload, and then a car was taken off. And as it went around, it swung, and I don't know about the weight limit of the people in the car or whatever, but it flew up and kind of nicked the track a little bit. Ooh. And so it shut down all the power. And so they were stuck going up the hill, the the first hill. We were stuck coming into the exit place here. And so when you look down, we were only about three feet off the ground, four feet off the ground. But we were stuck there for like an hour. No kidding. You know, and it was hot and everything. Oh, and geez. they started bringing us water and things. And they finally had to get us out with a ladder and, and all of that. And uh, uh, But, you know, liability-wise, they got to make sure they get you out of those really safe and, and everything so you don't get hurt. So I got to tell you this story. I wasn't I, I I wasn't on the ride when it happened, but I saw it happen. It was the Magnum XL at Cedar Point. It just opened in '89, and everybody on planet Earth was there. And we watched the car go up the track, and all of a sudden it just stood there, and it, and it just it was right there on an incline going up, and it broke down right there. Well, they came on the um, the interstate and said, hey, I'm sorry, you know, it's going to be closed. It's going to be another four and a half hours or something like that. Uh, you know, all this. Well, people didn't want to get out of line. I mean, because we were probably, I kid you not, we were probably like 200 in and we were not going to leave. Well, this was crazy. There must have been some rich guy that was in there because he pulls out his cell phone. And you have to remember in 89 what a cell phone looked like, okay? It was a brick. He's like, all right, who wants pizza? So he ordered Domino's while he was standing in line for the people that were standing in, in line. In an amusement park. In an amusement park. Wow. Is that crazy or That's what? That's pretty crazy. So pretty I never crazy. saw the pizza, yeah. but I thought that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. They finally got it fixed and we got on the ride and, you know, life was good. But I thought that was, that was kind of crazy. It's one of those summer things, you know, roller coasters and having fun there. Life is full of ups and downs. Just hold on. Enjoy the yeah, ride. Man, it is. God is in control, and he'll keep you on the track at all times, even during the scariest moments. But we have to follow his safety instructions. You know, put the bar down. Yeah. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle the whole time and, and all of that. So uh, anyway. Before we go on. Yeah. Have you ridden the lightning rod yet? 
I have not ridden the lightning rod yet at Dollywood. Every time I go there, it's shut down or, or whatever. So Come on. You know, I know. I How long to. has it been? Dying. It's been like How, three or four seriously, years. Seriously, it's what, three four, four years, years now? Yeah, and I haven't ridden and the And every yet. time that we go there, I know. You know, we're know just going to have to be on like, you know, text alert. It's open. That's you right. Know, just drop everything. That's right. Hey, listen, I want to share with you real quickly about another podcast I alluded to. It's called The Intersection of Faith and Culture. It's a Partners for Christian Media podcast. Uh, myself and Katie Smith, uh, we uh, kind of come in and share, you know, living the Christian life sometimes can be tough as we're living in this culture because the culture would tell us to do one thing and that our faith tells us another thing. And that's what that podcast is all about. So check that out here where you find this podcast and any podcast, The Intersection of Faith and Culture. Brad, as we, we're going to do this really quickly as we wrap this up today. All right. Um, song. Any favorite song that we're playing on J103 that oh, you like that about? Lightning by uh, the Afters. I know you picked that one. Who's definitely going to be a J-Fast man. I'm telling you, you talk about a hand clapper. That's a great song. That's yeah. a great summer song. Especially when it talks about, I got the joy, joy down joy in my heart. heart. Uh, I like that one. I also like Josh Wilson's Revolutionary for the lyrics, for yes. the message behind it there uh, for this time. Yes. All right, any, anything on health and fitness or anything yes, that you want to yes, hit on? Yes, just got some new shoes. Um, as you know, the summer storms are very... Uh, are, are very active at the present time. So uh, two pairs, two uh, new shoes, if you're looking for them. They're called Speed Goats, and those are from Hoka's, and those are probably perfect on trail after a big rain. Oh, cool. Oh, really? Good traction and yes, everything with those there. Um, for me, still doing the, the daily crunches and push-ups, 150 of those every day. Dude. But I've added a 60 minutes of cardio to that. <laughs> so I'll do 30 minutes of run, walk, and I've been doing the Run for God uh, app, the Couch to 5K. Okay. I mean, I've ran 5Ks and half marathons and things, but I've never done their app before. I did their course years ago, so I've been following that. Love that app because that yes. app tells you when to run, when to walk, and you really? know, it tells you your calories burning and all that. Very cool. Um, and then I'll use the other 30 minutes will be on my bike. You know, I'll ride the bike around there, Camp Jordan, the Riverwalk. All right. Um, J Radio. Let me tell you about J Radio. J Radio is an incredible uh, online music platform. Think Spotify, but only positive, encouraging lyrics. All different genres, all different types of music. You'll never have to worry about what your kids are going to hear on J Radio. Right so on. check that out. There's a free subscription, or you can buy a subscription as well. Brad, as we wrap up our uh, Half a Day podcast, yes, indeed. Two would you rather questions? Would you rather give up watching TV and movies for a year, or give up playing games for a year? Dude, oh man, that's simple for me. Um, I give up watching TV. I meant I don't watch that much TV anyway. I, you know, games are the ultimate, um, you know, mind expanders. I meant. Uh, it, you know, there are just scientific studies that you know you just have. Um, I don't want to really use really big words, but it just makes you think better. So, yeah, I love playing games, board games, video games, anything that challenges the mind is, yeah. And there's good fellowship and companionship with families and yeah, good bonding time I mean, and things like that as and, well. And, and television has basically, no, I don't have Netflix, so I can't really tell you this, but basically television is just, you know, it's just a squawk box anymore. Yeah, yeah, especially. There's a lot of negativity that comes from yeah. those things as well. Final question. Would you it rather is. know when you are going to die or how you are going to die? Now, you can't change the time or method of your death regardless. Uh, Would you rather know when you're going to die or how you're going to die? This is a terrible question because my goal in life is to live as long as possible. Yeah. Um, I think it's all of ours, isn't it? Well, you know, well, some people just you know don't care, but I've got aunts and uncles, great aunts and great uncles that have hit hundred. Wow. So hopefully, I'm in that that gene pool. Gosh, do I, uh, when I'm going to die or how I'm going to die? 
Oh my gosh. Oh, this is terrible. This is absolutely terrible. Oh my gosh. Um, I, I probably win. I, I, I think win so I can prepare. Yeah. Not how, because every time that I get into that situation, I was like, is this going to be it? <laughs> is oh, this I guess one? not. <laughs> As I step outside my house, is this going to be it? Okay, all right. Yeah. Good. And, and that would cause so much anxiety. Right. You know, but maybe yeah. you're OCD and then you'd be like, oh my gosh, I've only got 875 more days. Yeah, I agree with you. The knowing when, if you, I mean, I trust God. Whenever he's, whenever my time's up, my time's up. And however he wants to do that, I, I, I'm going to wake up in his arms, you know, in his eyes. But, but yeah, probably when would be a whole lot less stress, a whole lot less pressure. Uh, and plus, you know, they, they, they often say, Live like today is your last day. If you knew today was going to be your last day, how would you live it differently? Well, you never know. It could be. Half a day. It's our podcast here. We'll see you back next month. Brad, hope you enjoy the next part of your summer. Amen to that, brother. Let's go ride a roller coaster. Amen to that, brother. You have been listening to the Ted and Brad Half a Day Podcast.